Say hi, Alex. Hi, Alex. Hey, <laughs> welcome back. And Bridget, and, uh, say hi to the Thoughtheads. Hello, hello. Is that what is that what our fans call themselves, the Thoughtheads? <laughs> if you're listening, you're a Thoughthead. I'll just say. <laughs> if you are listening, I'm a Thoughthead. Yeah, welcome to the episode, uh, Bridget and Alex. Thank you so much for returning to the show to offer your insight on Super Mario Brothers. Joining from the state of Georgia, I'm Philip Elke up here in northern Minnesota. We'll get underway on the Thoughtcast, conversations about animation. It's the episode about the Super Mario Brothers movie from 2023. Uh, we got a talk about the uh well i was just gonna say like uh there's no way we can get to everything on this one single episode related to all the pop culture goodness and video game related ephemera uh tied in with this one film um you know we kind of began uh, a you know retro gaming conversation back on our Sonic the Hedgehog episode, the film from 2020, and so we gotta do the sequel to that in an upcoming. Oh, we haven't done the second one yet, have we? Keep the gaming theme alive, I think, as we go through these. But um, as I like to say, I'm I'm a bit of an agnostic when it comes to a certain uh, phenomena like. Nintendo, like Sega, sort of anything pre like 3D platforming, PlayStation era video games. I I've never really gravitated towards, and I wasn't a Nintendo kid growing up, nor a Sega kid. Uh, PlayStation through and through, and nowadays I pretty much hung up the hat when it comes to gaming altogether. Not that I wouldn't get back into it. I just don't really have much of a desire. Uh, I've been spending dozens of hours each week lately uh, diving into like Formula One YouTube commentary and coverage. So uh, that's, racing. That's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Racing. <laughs> that's my mini obsession at the moment. But maybe I, I do have the video game uh, F122 that uh, I need to get into. So that might draw me back into the whole, you know, <laughs> help me dust off my PS5 and use it for something other than streaming, uh, you know, Apple TV or YouTube from my PS5, for which I have a uh, nice headset where I can watch things uh, without disturbing the house around me. Okay, gosh, I'll start with you, Alex. Uh, first thoughts. Yeah, my first thoughts of it when I first heard it was coming out I was scared of it mm. um I wasn't sure if like you know when things that you care about go to film you kind of have that like uneasy feeling where it's like is this going to be like living up to my expectations or is this like really going to flop like even if it's a flop to me it could still be good but is it going to flop for my expectations but um I loved it I really really enjoyed like I didn't really know too much of what to expect I had seen the trailer and um the Mario franchise is something very special and important to like me and Sean like he's all about that you know I'm like he got me into like that I, I had I had played like back in the day you know 
on the Nintendo 64 and, you know, I played Smash and Mario Kart and, you know, Mario Party and all those. I played 64 and all that, but, like, Sean really, like, loves that franchise. So I'm like, yeah, like, super excited. Like, we love it. Um, and so I get the tickets. We're going to go see it. Last night, we just saw it. Um, and I was, like, kind of scared because I was like, oh, my God, like, what if he hates it? What if I hate it? No. Loved it. I thought it was so a little bit surprised because this is the same people that made Minions, right? Yeah. Yeah. So my hopes were not all there because uh-huh. of that. However, um, I really, I'm going to say, I know we're probably going to talk about this later on, but my favorite part is that Princess Peach was not being saved, but the one saving others. And I really like that um dynamic for her because uh she's like you know boss queen girl you know so I really liked that she wasn't like oh I got I got taken by Bowser come get me Mario like I I really liked that it was like Mario came to her world and she was like we're going to like not let my little toad friends you know get got (laughs) so I like that Mm -hmm. yeah there was a rescue subplot but it wasn't it wasn't necessarily from the game. A, well uh, yeah and the, yeah yeah exactly the game peach was always the uh yeah the MacGuffin you're you're having to search for uh your princess is in another castle which uh they <laughs> yeah, um you know so many casual references to all kinds of super mario brothers media in this oh, uh, right. film. obligatory references uh, <laughs> but uh yeah bridget uh how about you? What what were your first thoughts on this? So going into the movie, the my really my only concern was some of the casting because I was like, hopefully this isn't going to just be a movie where Chris Pratt comes and Chris Pratt sit up and doesn't like stick with the character, at least make it like believable that like this is Mario, the character that we've grown up with. Because like I was a Nintendo kid. My parents had the Nintendo. We had the 64. We did all the things. Um, so all the Nintendo things and we still are, we still have, we have a switch and all that stuff now and my kids like it. So we went and like, I went in and I was like, open-minded. I know. Cause it's kind of like, like Nintendo was also helping produce this movie. And so it's kind of like, or Alex was like, Oh, like illumination. The people who did minions did this, this movie. I think had it just been illumination, it would have maybe been a different movie. Um, but I'm really glad that they did. So they had, um, Shigeru Miyamoto, who is one of the creators of Mario, um, be a producer on this. So I think that that kind of really helped like rein it in and keep it true to Nintendo and the Super Mario franchise. Um, But I really liked it. Like, of course, I loved Bowser because it's Jack Black and Jack Black is a national treasure and he was Mm -hmm. amazing. Everything he did, I was like, he is hilarious. He is like the highlight of this whole movie, even if he's like supposed to be the villain. He was my favorite. Um, and I also liked that I liked that Princess Peach, like I figured that they would make her not a damsel in distress, but I was really pleased that they didn't make her like, not, I don't even know if the word that I'm looking for is rude, but sometimes I feel like when they take a traditional character who is usually the damsel in distress, they make her like too hard. Like she's trying too hard to be like, oh, I don't need you. I don't need a man. Like she was like still a pleasant character, which I really liked. Oh, I'm oh, like, yeah. oh yeah. 
Like she was really pleasant. And she's like, yeah, like, I believe in you. I'm going to help you do it. Like, I believe in all of you. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, it's really good to see like a pleasant character who's also like, you know, a boss queen, like Alex said. <laughs> there, there really weren't any real like snarky characters in, in this yeah kind of kind of refreshing i think like the snarkiest one was maybe spike and <laughs> even yeah. that was like so brief that it was like yeah kind of not really That's and i guess right. he's like yeah. you know the human the human villain it comes around i was like yeah. yeah i was like is he supposed to be like the human embodiment of bowser or something because his name is spike um <laughs> But yeah, it, I, it was a very cute movie. We actually saw it at a drive-in, um, which I did have to contend with my kids staying, sitting down. But other than that, like, I really got to, it was really cool to, like, see it in that kind of atmosphere. Hmm. Um, and yeah, it was wow. just a really good movie. I was very pleased. I felt like Leonardo DiCaprio, that meme where he's pointing at the screen, like, oh, every sure. five seconds, because it was like, you know, all the callbacks and all the things that happen, like, when Mario's running through Peach's castle, all the pictures on the wall were from the Nintendo 64 game, the Mario game. Those you yeah, had to jump through those yeah. to do those levels. And I was like, look, 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 that that's from the game. I played that. So there's, there's like so many Easter eggs. I don't even think we could cover them all. But yeah, it was just a really pleasant movie. It was a good kids like action movie that parents could also enjoy. And there were no fart jokes, no which is a win. Jokes. It's a win for me, especially with it being Illumination. So. That that's my take. <laughs> I I did just watch uh, Marcel the Shell uh, with shoes on last night. Uh, definitely a lot of like near scatological humor in that, but uh, different story. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, for for what is you know more you know supposedly highbrow entertainment uh, in in the form of that A twenty four film and this being you know big. I mean, it's yeah, the, the whole Nintendo supervision of their project, their um, brands now being adapted to major motion pictures makes a lot of sense because, um, you know, they, they're extremely protective of their brand identity, you know, understandably so that what they've built, like I've got a huge respect for for what they've built, even if I'm not directly, you know, a a huge fan or anything. There's just a whole world that I'm kind of glad I haven't, you know, poured too much time and energy into because, you know, goodness knows so many people have. Uh, our dog is named Mario. Uh, and I, I <laughs> picked that name. He's a little uh, Shih Tzu. So I thought he looked maybe like a personified or, you know, he, he's, he's like, uh, you know, if, if Mario were uh, transformed into a dog, he might look something like Mario, but yeah a lot of cooks a lot of eyes many many layers of approval i guess to get to press for this film um because i you know as much as uh i was confident nintendo wouldn't release something that was terrible you know that also you never know yeah you never know <laughs> It is Illumination. There aren't any of their movies that I particularly love. They're they're very vanilla. There was a preview for one of their new movies coming out. I guess it's about ducks or something migrating. Okay. That was before the. It was a preview before the movie last night, mm -hmm. and I was like, "This movie looks like it's gonna suck. Like, how are they gonna? <laughs> how are they gonna preface the Mario movie that?" Mm -hmm. 
they have had a hand in with this movie that looks like it's gonna be a, an awful movie. Like I just I just don't trust them, but oh, they no. did good on this one. I'll give them that. Yeah, we didn't see ducks. I've seen, seen this that. twice. Yeah, I didn't see that trailer. I'll have to send it to you guys. It's it's it looks like a joke. I'll have to send it to you. No, we saw the yeah. elemental trailer. I didn't see that. I didn't see that. The trailer looks really cute. I'm very interested to see that. That's a Disney movie, though. So I was not illumination. To see the trailers. I was excited to see the trailers before this movie because I'm like, I haven't seen a kids movie in theaters for a while. Like, I can't wait to see what trail. No, everything looks horrible. Horrible. I'm not excited yeah, for anything okay. except the Barbie movie. They Barbie did the movie. Barbie movie trailer before, and I was like, yeah, Barbie movie. Migration. Uh, yeah, from Wait, you looked it up? I just looked it up. It's so bad. Don't watch the trailer. <laughs> uh, I don't even know what the movie's about because the trailer was so bad. It's about migrating. I don't know. <laughs> there I didn't, was... you know it, it never occurred to me that ducks can fly until I saw the trailer. So I did learn one thing. Yeah, there was another Universal animated film uh, with the trailer, and that was uh, Trolls, and that's <gasps> from DreamWorks. I saw that one. I did not see that. There's going to be a new Trolls movie? A new one. Okay, I've never seen any of the Trolls movies, I have to be honest. Oh, I, I had a daughter who is uh, was obsessed with Trolls. We've seen all of them. We've seen World Tour like 10 times. We've I want to watch them. I just haven't taken the time, but like... I've never seen any of them, but they always look so good to me. Oh, they're so cute. You would love them. Especially, you already know, you already know Can't Stop the Feeling. I know, so. which is why it's shocking to me that I haven't seen the movie because I love the music from the movie. <laughs> One day, we can cover that like in like two months or something when I come back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's I've even seen... a Bridget character. She is a troll. Or she's a, she's one of the things, not a troll. She's one of the things. I can't even remember what their names are. A human? Bergen. She's a Bergen. They're like the things that eat the trolls. Philip, you seen this movie before? <laughs> I've seen the second trolls, not the first one. <laughs> With Tiny Diamond? How are you gonna see how yeah. are you gonna see the second one and not the first one? <laughs> Guess we need I, to watch that. Where can I watch that at? Uh, yeah, I uh I mean, we we could maybe cover trolls. I actually did an episode on trolls too with Jody. Um, I don't know. We just did it kind of randomly. I saw it um, with some friends. The second one, um, you know, not it wasn't my choice per se, but I uh, I saw most of it, and then I decided to rewatch it just to do a, an episode on it for the podcast. So did you like it? <laughs> It was okay. Uh, I I imagined I imagined the premise to be somewhat improved on the previous one. I think Jody said she liked the second one better than the first one. The first one <sighs> looks pretty pretty stupid, you know, conceptually. So I would say the first one. Don't talk about my girl Poppy like that. Okay. Yeah, I so I would say I liked the first one better because okay. the it just the story was a bit more like concise. Sure. Whereas the second one, they were kind of all over because they're going to all the different music worlds. The music's good in both, though. I will say across the board, but I will say that the first movie I listened to that music more than I do the second one. So, but you can watch Trolls One on Netflix. Yeah. yeah oh, I, good to know. I'll check it out. Thanks, guys. I like the the rock centric aesthetic and the globe trotting aspect of the second one, but like, I, I guess the first one does have kind of the um the stakes the the peril 
of these monsters that are threatening to eat the trolls. I guess that's kind of fun. Uh, Yeah, and you get all the lore. You get all the lore, so you understand it in the second one. The second one's just them fighting against each other, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The sort of maturity, uh, like getting, I guess, taking advantage of the, the PG rating sort of content that you get out of these films basically just comes from any time they make references to like death or dying, any kind of morbid talk. Um, they, they do that a fair amount, which, which I appreciate. Like I, cause it, it bothers me. Like if I'm watching, you know, a, a fairly serious animated series that was, uh, developed for like Nickelodeon or cartoon network. And they're, they're wanting to hit that TV, like Y seven rating, which is like, you know, sub pg it's you know you can barely consider it like a you know an mpaa g because they they can talking about death it's kind of like using the f word in a pg-13 film and some of those like tv y7 series like avatar the last airbender for example or or its sequel yeah. series legend of Korra. like there's so much dramatic substance to those series um but just you know, the way they have to kind of dance around the language of certain subjects. Um, it's like, <laughs> it's like if they want to mention death, they have to do it in a very roundabout way. Or if they do address it directly, it's like, you know, you only get one per episode maximum. You, you get that? Like, I, I kind of liked how this film was just like straight out. Bob was like, I'm going to kill the Mario brothers. <laughs> and that little yeah. star, that little it's, star. I love the star. Like, I love it. It's his coming. So yeah, it was uh, Luma Lee. So I actually haven't played Super uh, It's Super Mario Galaxy that I have not played, but Godfrey is that has Rosalie it. star? I asked Sean, I said, is that yeah. Rosalie star? And he said, I don't know. There's a bunch of them. And I was like, oh, because Rosalie's my favorite. Yeah, so Rosalie, um, well, I thought it was Rosalina, is it not? Rosalina, you're right. Yeah, so Rosalina. I'm wrong about having a favorite, but she's blonde <laughs> and blue and I love her, so. You're like that one. She's my favorite. She's basically yep. Elsa, but Mario. Um, <laughs> but Godfrey, so Godfrey said he played Super Mario Galaxy, which I have not played. And that's what Luma Lee is from. And Rosalina, she's like basically the mom of all the Luma Lees and they come in different colors. Cause I was like, I, I thought that character was funny, but I was like, I don't know who this character is. So it's obviously in something I haven't played. Cause I haven't played Galaxy and I haven't played Sunshine. She's, apparently both she's, good. In, she's in Mario Kart too. Well, yeah, I, usually I pick her. I like, I also like being the babies. The baby version. Oh yeah, of them. yeah, yeah. They showed Baby Peach, and I was like, "Give me the baby." They were in the movie too, <laughs> and I was like, "The little baby." Mm -hmm. Yes, but yeah, yeah. I, I'm like, they're definitely leaving it open. I could tell they're leaving it open because, of course, they don't have like one. How did Peach get there? Because she knows that she's a human, and I'm like, "How do you know that?" But two, so I'm like, they're obviously going to leave it open because you don't see Rosalina or Daisy in the no, movie. I was shocked so I'm, like, to not see Daisy, to be honest. Well, and so far, like I guess based on the movie peach is like the only human there so i'm like and i mean if rosalina is like a mm -hmm. galaxy lady i'm like either they're gonna make their way there or they're like i'm like they're gonna have another movie where you get more people because like where's where's waluigi where is he <laughs> where's wario where's waluigi i was yeah. thinking that where they at? <laughs> but, but it does leave it open for them to do a second movie which absolutely they're probably going to do because this one really did so well 
not only were you know mario fans like running to the theater to see it it also was like a really great kids movie for people to be introduced to it so it I thought, eases I, people in I, yeah it was i thought i i loved it i was not yeah. disappointed at all it, it 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 is kind of light on plot light on uh world building and that's fine because i i just get the sense like this would be a great world to just explore and flesh out in honestly just just keep pumping out this i i know i i'm it should be as a series jaded. And not a movie I, well well there's so much they could do with it no i want it to stay the, you know released in the theatrical form but um i and i know everyone's sort of disenchanted with um franchises there's a lot of franchise fatigue right now especially with like superheroes and stuff i guess yeah, this is kind of a of nice superheroes yeah a nice refreshing transition from you know superheroes to something a little different uh even though the word super is literally in the title uh but like yeah our mario and luigi just a couple other superheroes basically but it's a fun world and we all know these characters um and and they're just quick in and out 90 minute adventures um so i i wouldn't complain if there were i mean there've already been what five despicable me slash minions movies yes. so <laughs> if there are 10 theatrical Many. super mario brothers movies with this cast you know in this animated universe then then god bless illumination and universal and nintendo you know for their success if if that's ultimately what comes about because uh i think they could do it and i'd be along for the ride just to see what these characters it, these are just great hangs with with kind of fun characters you know jack black uh mario luigi uh, chris pratt you know charlie day charlie day boy. yeah they're all they're all super charming keegan michael key as toad uh, yeah seth i Rogen. didn't know yeah. i didn't know he was toad and <laughs> i was like what so seth rogan i pick i at first i was like i'm not sure but then he laughed and i was like ah that's seth rogan i know exactly who that is but keegan michael key i had no clue he was toad Apparently he had to like work on his voice a lot to get it as high as it was. <laughs> he was like, it was a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. Well, I knew he was supposed to be Toad, but then when I heard Toad, I was like, surely he's not this Toad, but it was him. And I was like, wow. Like, I was just surprised. Okay. Seth Rogen. I knew he was in the movie, like from like seeing like the trailer and stuff and like the names, but when I was watching it, like in the theaters, I was like, oh my gosh, like who is Donkey Kong? I was like, I know this voice. Like I could not, I could not like pinpoint it until I was like, we have to like sit through the credits. Like I have to figure it out because like it's going to drive me nuts. And I have to talk about it tomorrow too. So I better be knowledgeable <laughs> on the people. <laughs> so no, um, hmm. D Daddy Donkey Kong was a familiar voice. Oh, yeah, Fred Armisen. Yeah, Fred Armisen. Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, like, what's it? The... Really was a star-studded cast, like, and you really would. Yeah. Well, and you have Charles Martinet, who's the original Mario voice. Okay, okay. I asked Sean. I asked Sean. Um, was he the guy in the? pizza parlor at the beginning that said yes. something okay i i turned to sean and i said is that the real mario and sean was like no oh oh 
Okay, I was right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you were okay. right. Can't wait to show Sean this episode of the Thodcast. I knew it. He'll be like, ha I didn't I even fact- I didn't even fact check myself because he told me I was wrong. I knew I was right. Oh my gosh. Yeah, uh, Charles Martinet is two characters credited here. Mario's dad and Giuseppe. I think Giuseppe is the more, you know, exaggerated Italian guy at the yeah. start. And then Mario's dad me. is more of a yeah normal sounding voice. I'm telling him right now. Uh, <laughs> is is Kamek? 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 Is, Kamek? is that the wizard guy? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Kevin Who Michael. Kevin Michael Richardson. He's a mainstay of a lot of like animated series um does a lot of character voices a great great voice actor um but i i liked his you know sort of peter laurie impression did you catch that uh peter laurie is like a a guy he was he was in casablanca he's like a creepy kind of german you know, i i think he might be a german immigrant or some from some european country i'd have to look it up um but if if you want to know uh, right away like what he sounds like i mean the guy from raiders of the lost ark that creepy nazi dude is doing an impression of him as well as when genie is doing the you don't want to or i i can't raise people from the dead it's not a pretty sight when he's doing that impression that's peter laurie in in aladdin that's something only you would know I just I, I appreciated the nod with that voice. It's sort of like, you know, the, the cricket in uh, Puss in Boots doing the Jimmy Stewart impression. <laughs> I haven't seen Puss in Boots yet, but I heard it was so good. It is. It's really good. I'm so behind on like everything. You got you got to listen to the episode. We did an episode. <laughs> I know. I don't want to listen to an episode till I see the movie. And it was spoilers. Spoilers. I don't know what you guys are talking about. So yeah, I so in regards to will they do another Super Mario movie? So I looked it up just out of curiosity. And so in the US and Canada, they've already it came out on the 5th of April, and it's the 11th. As of yesterday, they've made $224.7 million. And world, worldwide, it's been $397.7 million. So I think it's going to be safe to say they're definitely going to do more movies, especially with them doing the parks. Because 2025 is yeah. when it's set to open in Florida. Um, That's so true. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Oh, mm-hmm. and they also like left it super open for like doing more with it. Like, yeah. Do they live like full time in the Toadland now? Oh, Do they go yeah. back to Brooklyn? Are they in What's between happening? the Mushroom Kingdom and the Brooklyn? Yeah, exactly. Like, are they plumbers in both words? Do they do they even plumb in the? What are they plumbing? Kingdom? What are they? Plumbing yeah, there? the pipes. I don't know. <laughs> that, yeah, that's why I'm saying they should just keep pumping these out full tilt. I mean, why not? I, I'm they sure can, that's the and plan. there's so much you can do with them too. There's so many characters. Yeah, in, there's like, so many Mario games. World, like, there's so many, like. You can even do like a spinoff focusing just on Luigi with Luigi's Mansion. Oh yeah, Haunted Mansion. You could do, you know, stuff just about Daisy and Peach. You could do stuff on Wario and Waluigi. Like you can like intertwine them all. You can do just only a Donkey Kong movie. I bet's gonna come out. Like there's so much you could do with this franchise. Like the, mm-hmm. they just better do it good. Continue to do it good because like. Despicable Me 
that was that was a fine movie by me but then they kept going and i was like can we stop i didn't even see the minions movie i just know i hate it like yeah i don't care the first one Mm -hmm. i didn't see the rise of Gru. And if there was a second one, I don't care for any of those characters. Yeah. The only ones I liked were the kids. <laughs> and that was from the first one only. Exactly. It's so fluffy. So fluffy. Yeah. Yeah. I really didn't care for the kids. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I like those are my least favorite. Wrong. Or like when I actually, so I do like grew from the first movie. Cause like when he's like, oh, can we get stuff crust? And he's like, I will stuff you all in the crust. Like he had some really funny lines that I say every day now. Uh, unfortunately, orange guy, Vector. <laughs> I love him. Oh yeah, I'm trying to remember who voiced him. It's not coming. Is, to is me. this from Despicable Me? Yeah, yeah. The very oh, first the only one. one I've seen. I haven't seen any. I've only seen the first Despicable Me. Everything else is cringy to me. There was a third one. There's a fourth one. There's going to be a fourth one in 2024. I have not seen the. Third they have one. to stop. Put your money into Mario, friends. Like, you did good on that one. Like, keep it going. Well, and that's something we talked about after the movie. With them expanding on the Nintendo world, I have heard rumors, rumors, that part of the universal, like, the epic universe at the parks is going to be dedicated to Hyrule, which is from Legend of Zelda, which is my husband's Mm. number one favorite game, favorite character. However, he was like, I hope if they do decide to try to do something with that that they don't do it like this movie because <laughs> yeah. he was like he's like legend of zelda is a bit more serious grown up, grown up. yeah like, it's a bit more yeah. grown up and that would that that deserves more of like like he was like oh yeah if they it could get someone like, like studio ghibli like it should yeah, be like, like 13 like he's like get some like studio ghibli princess mononoke type vibe he's like that's yeah. what you have to do if you're gonna do legend of zelda he was like do not do it like this movie because this movie was really good and it was it's like for kids yeah, and they're like, and while there like was like a loose plot, it was one of those movies that I like kept moving that I was never like, okay, like we get it, we're yeah, it okay, short. get to it. It was a short movie. It yeah, like, it was what, like bang, bang, minutes? bang. Yeah, it was real quick, but I liked that. I'm like, it was like good, concise, full of action, full of Easter eggs, full of humor, and so I never was like bored or ready for it to end. So it's like. So yeah, that, that's my my yeah. husband's only request to the Nintendo gods. Please don't mess up Legend of Zelda with a, a cartoon movie. <laughs> yeah, I guess, you know, the, I'm not saying like I'm, I'm excited for all this, you know, nostalgic branded content. I'm just saying like I'm open to it because it's inevitable, especially with Nintendo on board. I And they're, yeah, they, they had a whole campaign when... Uh, the NES and Nintendo Entertainment System became just ubiquitous, and it, it al- they almost ran the risk of the word Nintendo becoming synonymous with um, with just video games in general, and that that creates a hassle when that happens because it becomes genericized, and they didn't want their brand to just become the d- generic term for a, a video game system, so they they put out like flyers saying you know remember uh there's no such thing as a nintendo you know this device that you're using it's a nintendo entertainment system or it's super mm-hmm. n- you know nintendo yeah, entertainment I mean, yeah so it's nintendo 64 <laughs> it's a yeah whatever they, they didn't want their brand to become corrupted and of course they shut off all film adaptation of their uh brands when 
that um, live action Super Mario Brothers <laughs> film just totally went in a direction that nobody wait what what live there action? was one it I was in 1993 no it was 1993 it was like John Leguizamo yeah Bob Hoskins played Mario Wait. in live action. You know, Bob Hoskins. Live was action from... Mario. Was it a movie? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, and John Leguizamo. John Leguizamo was, was Luigi. Luigi. Well, that's a good cast. Even though I do think that <gasps> Shigeru Miyamoto was a part of that. Oh, this yeah. is terrifying. It's it's very bizarre. It's only oh tangentially related. I want to watch this. So, what is this Yoshi? <laughs> oh my god. Stop. This is a joke. It's supposed to be like the true story of what happened to these real life. Who made who made hold on. Who made this? Here, I'm I'm giving you the the context of why it's so different to the video games is because like imagine there's a world where two real life plumbers went through a portal to another dimension and had these crazy adventures with like weird dinosaur creatures and then they came back and they told the story to like some Japanese video game makers for them to create a video game adaptation. And then, you know, back then, you know, they, they're creating some 8-bit adaptation of all this gobbledygook that these uh, plumbers are spewing. And it turns out like, you know, Super Mario Brothers, which in very little way resembles, you know, what happens in that film. So so that's kind of why they took so many liberties with the iconography of Super Mario Brothers. Uh, but yeah, people just totally re this rejected looks, it. This, is, this looks like a horror film. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's so funny because I looked it up just out of curiosity. Have and one of the cast, I have not watched it. Uh, but one of the cast, it just says prostitute. <laughs> <gasps> oh! <laughs> it just says that's what she is prostitute and I was like interesting um to go along with it but yeah I don't think I've heard of this movie and I want to say I've seen it on like some YouTube channels where people talk yeah. about how bad it is um, but I've never yeah. watched it myself um, but apparently it was distributed by Hollywood Pictures Walt Disney Studio Motion Pictures Dimension yeah, Film so Entertainment Film Distributors so that's who who, who was doing it they I'm made $38.9 million <laughs> at the box office. To, to that's a lot. Yeah. To what extent? Well, their budget we was $48 million, So oh. that's big for back this then. This was a Disney distribution. Wait. Yeah, it's a Disney yeah. movie. But <laughs> yeah, and of course, Nintendo and Disney, you know, I'm sure hated each other. Nintendo hated Disney for <laughs> screwing up their, their brand, uh, their movie, you know. But like, it, there were some Nintendo. Uh, I guess characters in Wreck It Ralph, right? I, did we ever see an image of Mario? Like he's mm -hmm. referenced, I think, but there I are. I feel there like are some... they made. I feel like they did make. There was like, a Donkey Kong to it, but I don't yeah. think it's like ever like a. Make like. Yeah, it wasn't maybe like the not. princesses in it, but yeah. I yeah, I think it definitely was like. I mean the. For the for you know the first one was very heavily video game focused, so I think there was a lot of nods to things like that, and maybe in in the second one as well. I I don't remember, but uh, Fix It Felix is you know supposedly friends with Mario. That makes a lot of sense. I mean it's it's directly based on yeah. Well, there I do. 
I like I haven't watched it in a minute, but in no. one of the movies, there is a scene where he's like, I don't know if they run through it or they look at it, but there is a scene, the old school Donkey Kong, like the old school Donkey Kong game where Mario yeah. wasn't even a name yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that there Jumping. is like a scene yeah. that has it. Yeah. Back then when it was just the jun- the Donkey Kong game in oh, the arcade. Okay. Yeah. Bowser, isn't he in the superhero or the uh, Villains Anonymous meeting? Bowser? Yes. Bowser yeah. is in yeah. the Villains Anonymous. And then Princess Daisy and Princess Peach are seen like walking together. So th- there were some characters that were, you know, f- formally licensed by Disney for that film. I think they were planning on including more Nintendo characters in the sequel, Ralph Breaks the Internet. But um, because Nintendo signed the film deal with Universal, they, you know, kind of backed off of that. Mm-hmm. They said not anymore. Yeah, we're just gonna do our own thing, <laughs> you know. Because yeah, they took them long enough. <laughs> we could have seen like a team up between Wreck It Ralph and like Mario or Luigi. Oh, you know? it could have been a Mario Kart crossover because Vanellope mm-hmm. was a racing with, game. With the Sugar yeah. Rush. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, no, when I they... think that would that would have done a lot better than what this did. I think if they had combined Wreck It Ralph like with the but I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I'm not an animator. I mean, you compare like <laughs> the the plots and the themes of a Wreck It Ralph to this movie, Super Mario. I mean, this is just so much more down the middle. You know, kids adventure film. You know, there's there's not a lot of like. It didn't take a lot of thought to like emotional follow. beats. Yeah, which is which I appreciated honestly. Watching it at eight o'clock at night, yeah. it's like grown up. I was like. This is so late for me to be out, but I was like, this isn't hard to follow at all. It never irritated me. Yeah, like every movie doesn't have to have like a a meaning. It can just be yeah. a fun action movie where we're just having a good time. The closest I this think. movie came to irritating me was um, when they, like some of the song choices were pretty uninspired. They felt very corporate, like, oh, let's just pick the most recognizable <laughs> throwback tunes that the parents will appreciate but then the kids will also kind of jam too because they, the they heard it somewhere my favorite. i don't even remember the song they picked holding out for a hero which i mean oh, that just makes yeah. people think of shrek it was so cheesy i loved it and they were like take on the <laughs> that was a good choice i love the music and like Oh, I don't know. They did. I think they did like Beastie Boys in the beginning. I don't know. I love the music. Yeah, I thought it was like it was very, fine. Like, yeah. It was old, and then I loved like you know it was like older music that was like real music. But then you had like Bowser's ballads. And, <laughs> I, like, love I love that. Yeah. That Peach, was one of my favorite Peaches, parts. Tenacious D. Basically. Yes, I was like, if they don't let Jack Black sing in this movie and play guitar, they're doing themselves a disservice. <laughs> I know he like he did he like that was his idea like no, that wasn't yeah. movie. he like said like I'm gonna do this. By the way, just a quick sidebar. Um, none of you have seen Shazam two, have you? No, haven't yet. Okay, I yeah, heard it wasn't it, that good. It really flopped. I actively um, disliked it. Um, but that that makes me sad because I really liked <laughs> the first one, and I like I was like, oh, this is hopeful. Or DC because I generally hate all the other movies. That That's do, partly so. why I was a little extra <laughs> soured on holding out for a hero because it's used in that film as well and they make a joke out of it. 
it's actually kind of a good joke, but like <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's a good two, joke, but a horrible movie. So two no. movies right next to each <laughs> other. Yeah, I guess that one's Warner Brothers. This one's Universal. And then um, Jack Black. I mean, the same week, same day, I guess, because uh, Wednesday was when Super Mario Brothers released the Wednesday before Easter. And then that day, The Mandalorian on Disney Plus was the introduction of a character portrayed by Jack Black. So oh, really? talk about synergy. I've been really bad. I have not watched any of the new season and I really, really need to. I, I saw that Lizzo is in it. Oh, yeah. yeah. In what? Yeah. She's in the, the the newest season of The Mandalorian. Star um, I saw her. Yeah. <laughs> Lizzo? New, yeah, she's like an empress or something of some galaxy. That's I, we'll I have follow to her. Start watching it. Yeah, I follow her on Instagram, and I guess like Star Wars was a big thing for her and her dad. And so she was like, "Oh, I uh-huh. wish she was like alive to see it." And I was like, nice. oh, "You're so cute." I love I love that. You. <laughs> so I guess to sum it up for me, like the whatever I felt this film was lacking in terms of like existential substance, it's sort of made up for in just that the blue star, that this sort of nihilistic uh, <laughs> Frederick Nietzsche. Yeah. She's like, ah, uh-huh. sweet relief. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I was like, who that is this character? Too. I love her. <laughs> I was literally looking forward to every single scene that was like them in like the little cages to be like to their death because I was like star 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 oh we were like the only ones in the theater by the way so oh really yeah I was running my mouth that's fine no and that's um probably one of my like favorite little uh game callbacks was when they got to make their carts and I was like, I love the Donkey, like the Donkey Kong Kingdom is really like, which I was like, is this a, like a play on like a grease monkey? Because cars, oh. monkeys, I don't know. But they were doing that. And he's like up there doing it. And I was like, I love this. This is my favorite part of it this movie. It made me want to come home and play Mario Kart. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I need to make it. <laughs> Sean was just playing Smash, Super Smash with, with Ryan last week. And then Sean and I have been playing... Um, mario party um pretty often lately and like been talking about playing um mario kart and like then like watching last night i was like rainbow road how i missed you yeah he was like oh the end of coming back it was like oh it's out up there and they're like all right hit the gas and i was like it's gonna be rainbow road it's gonna be rainbow road rainbow road and then they did it and i was like rainbow road and then he's like drifting. I don't, I don't, I don't know if you guys, you know, play a lot, but when you yes. drift, it gives you like the boost. You get a power boost. I was like noticing that, and I was like, and then when you're like, when you go upside down, uh-huh. and it has like the, the wheels hovers. turn. Oh, I was like, we play a lot of Mario Kart. Um, because mm-hmm. I don't know why though, because Scarlet does not win a lot <laughs> yet. She hasn't figured it out yet. Mm-hmm. So she's always like, let's play Mario Kart, and we play a lot of Mario Party, but mostly Kart. And so I was like, everything about that, I was like, I love this. This is my favorite part of this whole movie. Yeah. And I almost, the fact that- <laughs> I'd almost oh, rather ahead. watch people play Mario Kart than actually play it just because it can be frustrating. So that, that, that's why it works here for me. Like, it's a little, uh, yeah, cut, you know, um, cut to you know, the, they're playing Mario Kart in this film. I like that like they gave it like such a big like nod, like the throwing the bananas and like the turtle yeah, throwing shells. the shells. And then he was the like, shell. "I'm the blue shell." 
When I looked at Sean, I said he wasn't even in first place. So I don't know how. So Scarlett literally, she was like, he wasn't in first place. Why did it hit him? Exactly. And I was like, girl, I was like, it's a movie. You got to shut up. Shh. But he wasn't. Well, in he wasn't dead. Place. He was controlling it. Yeah. The, yeah. He, he wasn't it. in first place. He should. He would not have technically been the one hit with the blue shell but i guess the blue shell you know obviously was a sentient being and like yep. was choosing who to hit <laughs> but in my world that's not who the blue the blue shell should have i'm sorry it should have gone for peach should have gone she for should have been gone glad it did not because that's my girl but in my world the blue shell you don't get to pick and choose the blue shell goes for first <laughs> place you want to go for the one in front of you you better get a red shell mm-hmm. so sorry <laughs> Or green shell if you have good aim. Not me though. No, I'm. I just be throwing out those green shells and hoping for the best. I'm just getting rid of them. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, I. I. Uh. It was kind of odd. Like, in Marcel the shell. Like, uh. These these shell characters are like these weird like little trinkets, and they I guess have like random appendages that get attached to them and then they're they're you know alive and such i guess uh, in mario you have the the koopa skeletons who remain kind of alive after they've been like torched dry bones or whatever. But, those are uh, dry yeah. bones once you can yeah. you can you can like stomp on them and they'll disassemble they but always they'll come, come back. back together yeah, he was like, ha, 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 I got you. And I was like, no. I was like, no, you no. don't. No, you don't. Okay. Actually, that part of the movie with Luigi, like, in, like, the Bowser world, I told Sean, I was like, if I was a kid, like, this would actually be kind of scary to me. Like, that part was kind of scary. And then, like, when the shy guys were, like, in the castle, when, like, the, like, thunder <laughs> or, like, yeah. the lightning happened, I was like, this is scary. Like, I, this, honestly, like, for a, lo- a lot of parts of that movie kind of like gave me really bad anxiety like it started with like them the first bout of anxiety i had was them at the apartment trying to fix the leak and then they like made a disaster of it and i started getting really bad anxiety about that for like some reason i was like oh my gosh like i hope it works out like it didn't and then like the <laughs> whole movie just kept giving me like anxiety because like nothing i was like you guys are like not doing a very good job of like whatever you're trying to do obviously it worked out but like uh, luigi like trying to run from those things i was like oh my gosh like it like made me physically ill but it was fine i survived Uh, i just need to take some meds next time i go to the movies You're like, ah, oh, Super Mario 2? Right, I need to take... Where's too the much. I, I told Sean, I was like, <laughs> I hope this isn't scary. No, that... I was too much for me. It was it was cool, though. I just only freaked out a little bit. I couldn't let Peach be the damsel in distress the first time out, because, you know, that's been done, done too many times. Maybe in a future sequel, she'll get her rescue and i i don't know i i I do want to maybe talk about her specifically and and i did like the character a lot um like i i love perhaps my favorite moment of the film is when she's confronting bowser with uh toad and uh you know she picks up just this real menacing looking halberd off the ground that you know that big pole axe and uh and of course uh toad he's got his 
you know, um, travel his pack. Pan. His, yeah, his a, frying salt pan. with a deadly frying pan. A la Rapunzel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he pulled it out the first time and I was like, what's he going to do with that? And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to make you some eggs. Hello. What would you like? <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, the little moment I thought that was going to be like a labyrinth, you know, the two guards, one of them always tells the truth, one of them always lies, they're going to tell you a riddle. It's like, uh, how, do, how do you uh, figure your way past them? But no, he, he woos them with food. I know, yeah. I, I I did like that. Oh you God. mentioned it earlier. Yeah, you mentioned it earlier when they were like, oh, no, like that the princess is in another castle. And I was like, ah, yes, Super yeah, Mario, right. take me take me back. <laughs> Yeah. And it's interesting. Like, uh, um, I like the sound of Toad's voice. You know, Keegan Michael Key did a, a great job. But in like other iterations, he just sounds kind of like an angry Marge Simpson. He's he's just way more shrill. And you hey, Mario, how's it going? I mean, that, from what I remember, it's sort of like that. Um, but thankfully, they uh, the, the, all the voices were, were top notch here. Yeah, and I'm actually kind of glad that they did kind of have Brooklyn accents a bit because it definitely made it where it was like, okay, I'm not just listening to Chris Pratt and Charlie Day like just talk to each other, which is kind of what I was concerned about. I was like, are they going to sound uh, uh, like uh, like something believable or are they just going to sound like themselves? So I was kind of, I was pleased that I they did that. Chris Pratt sounded a lot better than I expected. Like, yeah, it wasn't, he didn't sound like I thought that he would sound it was pretty subtle i thought he would be maybe doing more of a dialect like what bradley cooper does in guardians of the galaxy with rocket raccoon i think i made that comment previously on an episode um but it's not as severe or intense as that it's just it's very subtle the whole uh you know he just sounds like he's you know from from new york on the east coast you know like from uh brooklyn <laughs> but but he is like a, uh, a true 21st century millennial, essentially. Like they're it's it's funny, like they're maybe 25 years old. I think canonically, that's what they are in the video game Super Mario Brothers. And, uh, you know, the, I wouldn't be surprised if it's the same situation here. And they're still well, I don't think they're twins. So, you know, mm-hmm. 25. I think Luigi's like Luigi's the like little the brother. brother. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, maybe a year or two apart. Uh, but but they still like sh- live with their parents. Is it? Do they share a room even at their their parents? It looked like it. But it did. I, it, yeah, we only saw one room, and I don't know if like it was just they just showed us Mario's room because mm-hmm. that you know he went back to his room when he was like upset, and then Luigi yeah. brought him like the dinner. And they it get... looked like it was just one room, but yeah, knows? there weren't two beds. Well, they get an apartment. But then when they went to the mushroom kingdom, in the mushroom, yep. It again looked like the same exact room, but then again, it looked like Luigi like bringing him coffee. So I don't know, like maybe they both, Luigi gets. They both own. had uh, beds. You know, one was, you know, had a green bedspread, and one oh, had maybe a I red. In in the uh, in the Mushroom Kingdom, I they I didn't know. Yeah, I was to say they should have bunk beds. <laughs> That's a little. They have so much more they, room. For why would they not have their own like little? mushroom houses in the mushroom kingdom like oh i guess they like love each other though so because they're besties for the they can't yeah they are got a whole castle they could take advantage of. i'm I'm like "Mm, yeah yeah i want i can't wait you know what i actually can't wait for them to make another one because i really want to see them meet like waluigi and wario i really have to like see this happen (laughs) and i I just know the voice actors are gonna be like iconic 
I like to, to be... get to know, yeah, the rules a bit more of this world. You know, it's it's pretty basic. Like there are little areas, these lands, the ice king, you know, the the penguins, and then the, the you know Bowser and his turtles, the Koopas, and then the um, Goombas are also another. I don't even know what Goombas are really based on. There's some kind of weird like rep reptilian. They almost look like mushroom, like a, an evil yeah. version of a mushroom. Poisonous, poisonous mushrooms. <laughs> now I liked. Um, what was I to say? Well, we were talking about Princess Peach. Yeah, and it's really funny. So when I so I saw the trailer, like the the most recent trailer that came out, where she was doing uh, the activity course, and I and it was funny because the comments were like, "Oh, like why is she always getting captured if she can do all this?" Uh, but then I thought it was she basically like kind of sacrifices herself to save uh -huh. all of her friends in her kingdom. And I was like, see, she said, she don't was, hurt my toads. Yeah, yeah. She was like a damsel in distress, but then herself a la Elsa powers, basically. Um, mm -hmm. well, <laughs> she was like, ha ha flowers. Yeah. There, there's a Elsa trans. I mean, this is a trope that's occurred in, in several, I guess, fairy tale movies that I can think of. Um, a long line of princess transformations into blue dresses with Cinderella, Cinderella, Aurora. You know, she's got the the two uh, step or the the fairy godmothers uh, warring against each other over what color her dress should be. Uh, then Elsa, and then now Peach. You know, she transforms into a blue dress. So good. Uh, uh, her and Rosalina are going to fight later. <laughs> Rosalina will be like, nah, -uh, it's my that's color. My, that's my blonde <laughs> hair, blue dress girl right there. <laughs> what? It's only one in this town. You know, yeah. you know, I love those girls. Um, And then this was sort of an existential question for me, which is like, what are the toads deal? Like they don't seem to have individuality, but this is something that you see in a few places. It's like uh, an entire species that just doesn't, discriminate according to individual identity at all they're like a unitarian collective where you know they just they they are they are individual like units but they don't really necessarily have their own unique names or yeah they're just know. all toads they're just yeah. toads like they're yeah toads. there are other versions i don't know well, there's toadette yeah. If you play the game. Okay, but, yeah, so Smurfs it, are like kind of like Smurfs. that. Yeah, it's Smurf and Smurfette. And I mean, I don't know. maybe they do have individuality. We just, maybe they'll get their own movie. That'll be nice. There, there they're going to be the minions of the Nintendo world. Stop, don't say that. <laughs> but they're, they love yeah. them. Don't say that. Don't say they're that. They're going to be the better ones that don't have fart guns. There you go. Because I, I will watch, I will watch the, the Toad movie. <laughs> It's weird, like they just call him Toad, but I guess the whole species is called. Don't hurt my toads. Yeah, like, but they are like Toad was his name. Mm -hmm. But like, was it though? Like, did they even refer to him? I don't yeah. think they did. Did they? Uh, I I don't know. That's that's uh, all. Does he not tell Mario his name at the beginning when he meets him? Yeah. Does he not be like, "Hey, I'm Toad"? Aren't they all Toad? Like. Well, Mario doesn't meet any of the other ones, not not formally. Not not <laughs> not, not formally. Yeah, he meets them, but I have to refer back to the Buzz Lightyear of Star Command spinoff movie. Um, 
where it's uh, established that the green alien, the, the little green aliens, the little green men are this uh, society that are all connected by this thing called a unimind. And so uh -huh. they're all like just synchronized up with each other, um, you know, lacking any kind of, you know, individual personality or anything. Uh, so that was when that concept kind of first became like a established for me, but I don't know if it quite like the Borg in Star Trek. I don't know if it's quite the same for the Toads. They all seem to have strong personalities, but uh, do they have separate names? It's it's a weird cartoon thing, like the Smurfs. It's like nobody thought that much about it, but now that you've got this whole world that is going to be explored in multiple films and stuff, then people people start asking these kinds of questions. Yeah, they'll be like, are they just all Toads? <laughs> How do toads refer to each other? It's like, hey, toad. What's up, toad? How do they make more toads? <laughs> not for the Wait, children. That's not for the children. <laughs> well, they're mushrooms. Well, they're they'll mushrooms. Yeah, they, they sprout from the ground. Yeah. <laughs> I like the irony behind Mario hating mushrooms. I love that because I also hate mushrooms. But then he's like forced to eat them. <laughs> I love mushrooms. Oh, I am not. Oh, they they probably are telepathic then because, you know, mushrooms, they open up your, you know, your pineal gland, your your magic uh, senses. So you're basically uh, tapping into the the mind of the, uh, <laughs> the mushroom, itself, the fungus. He actually <laughs> never left Brooklyn. He just had a really good trip. <laughs> well, it's, it's a very different movie now. <laughs> that's also what I was wondering. Is this a death hallucination after they jumped down the manhole? And, and they just the... actually like never got out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Peach actually uh, just didn't survive that drop down into the storm drain as a child. Um, oh. she, she's in a coma. Um, <laughs> but they, they get brought back when they come back through the pipe. You know, it's, it's uh, I mean, it was Easter weekend after all. So Mario, Luigi, <laughs> Peach, they're, uh, they're being the resurrected. of the Nintendos. <laughs> Well, that was something I wondered. I'm like, are they going to talk about the fact that part of Brooklyn was destroyed by the fight in Bowser's kingdom? And like, then, and then what? The they were like, Mario, you're the hero. And then like, what? Brooklyn went back to normal? No, that was so much damage to the streets. And like, how did they even fix like the water pipes? Like Mario and Luigi had to have been gone like an ample amount of time. So how did they even get the plumbing issue fixed that even caused them to leave in the like? Number one, the whole city's plumbing is screwed up. And then Bowser comes around and just completely uproots half of the city. And then just, you know, they're, th they're a mess. Brooklyn's a mess. Like, they need to bring it? in, fix it. Fix it, Felix. Crossover. Must be. Must be him because that was not an easy fix. And I know, I mean, <laughs> Mario can do a lot, but he can't do all that now. So I would like to know. Yeah, when I would that like to follow up when that initial valve broke, then maybe and and then they like fall down and crash through the wall. Maybe that's the moment they died. <laughs> no, and uh, but like I suppose if something like that were to happen, you know, a, a valve like that breaking, then there'd maybe be another master valve that controls the whole borough that maybe gets, the master master valve. Yeah, it maybe gets shut off. Oh, but... oh, and you know what? They are part of the universal like thing. So maybe some wizards came over from Hogwarts and just Reparo. I've been watching it all up. I've been watching <laughs> Harry Potter every night. I 
I watch I watch a bit of each movie every night. I was uh I just finished um Azkaban last night. That's my favorite one, by the way, in case you wanted to know. Prisoner Azkaban is my favorite Harry Potter movie. Um and then I started Goblet of Fire, fell asleep, so I will continue that tonight. <laughs> every night I I, you know, watch my little dose of Harry Potter till I fall asleep. So that's what I've been doing. Oh. I love the movies. I don't support JK Rowling, but I love the movies. Just want to make <laughs> Bridget. Well, when Bridget brought up the idea of new adaptations on the chat, I, I mean, I feel like that's been in, in the conversation for a while, but that I didn't realize that literally was something brought up. Was it on like a a shareholders call or something? But like yeah. that's big news right now that they're literally like HBO like, wants to do a series. Yeah, like, for sure. good. I hope they do. I love HBO shows. So I've been addicted to them lately. <laughs> I keep seeing rumored stuff and I and which of course I'm like it just came out that they want to do an HBO show but I did see that like they would want Tom Felton to be Lucius Malfoy and like honestly I'm here for it I love him I love Tom Felton so much Ooh. but also if they decide to do a cursed child though I'm like no I, I mean they're that. getting closer they're getting I closer to the age where they're like you know because I mean they're all like 30 something yeah I mean Emma I Watson was the youngest and I think she's 30. I listened to that audiobook in case you wanted to know. It's the perfect distance from Orlando to Augusta. <laughs> perfect. From the time well, I left Disney to the time I pulled into my parking lot, listening to the audiobook on YouTube was the exact amount of time. Promise. And I was like so into it. And like, I was like, wow, I would love to watch this because I'm like listening to this. And, you know, it's like someone reading it and it's like a, as like a screenplay or something like, yeah, because it was a show. It was a show uh, over in London, oh, like a well, screen uh, a stage a, performance. Yeah, so much going on in the world of franchises right now. I, I mean, Star Wars Celebration. Why? Why they picked Easter weekend? Maybe they got a discount on the venue or something over in the. <laughs> I think it's the UK where they held uh, England, but um, you know they a lot, lot of news coming out of that. But uh, you know, some of the commentators I listen to are inevitably like bemoaning just the endless onslaught of franchise entertainment that's being foisted upon us. Um, but maybe like, it's just a thing where in Hollywood, you know, there are going to be a lot of very risk averse decisions made on franchises. And then maybe hopefully they can use some of the, the profits from the safe calls to, you know, funds the, the more, risky projects the original projects sort of like you know when the directors and actors you know they they have the saying one for them one for me uh you know when when they're asked to perform a role and it's just sort of like a big you know budget franchise movie and then you know that allows them to then pursue projects that are more personally appealing um so Hopefully there there's some kind of balance struck in in what we see coming down the pipeline in terms of like theatrical films. And of course, Disney and Pixar specifically have built uh, you know, their sort of recent rebrand. Well, Pixar's always been a huge uh, had a huge emphasis on original stories. Um, and then, you know, Disney yeah. animation has been kind of 
trying to replicate that as well. Of course, we're seeing a lot more sequels. I, we, Elemental, I wish they'd stop yeah. doing live actions. Stop doing live actions. <laughs> I don't want any more live actions. I don't need I a do Moana. I do want the live action Little Mermaid. Okay. I do They're want doing a Lilo and That's Stitch. Okay. Pitch, and Stitch yeah. looks yeah. weird. Wait, They're no. doing, they want to do I, a Moana live action. They're why doing are they doing a, a Moana live action? That movie just came out. They're going to do it with the actors. The the Moana with, thing. You should have done that breath from the get-go then. What? Sounds, what? Like an SNL sketch. Can we, wanna, can we not crazier. just like create yeah. movies? That's like I wit like I thought that um Bob Iger coming back that because like the, the last guy, Chapek, I think is how you say his name. I he was him. apparently he, well, he was like he Hope wanted he this. He, <laughs> he's listening, <laughs> not a friend of the show. He's uh, coming um, to me. <laughs> I'm getting um, banned. But I heard that he was kind of like the one who like scrapped some of the animated stuff that was supposed to happen in favor of live action. And I was hoping that with Bob Iger coming back and him being gone, that they would kind of stay away from doing more live action. Like the Little Mermaid, I'm interested. I do want to see that. Uh, And I know that they've changed the story a little bit. So I'm like, I want to see that one. But I'm like, I don't need a live action Lilo and Stitch. And I, I feel like Stitch, at least what I've seen so far, Stitch looks weird. I hope that they it gets the um, Sonic treatment where people boycott it. And I'm like, just make it look like the animated Stitch. Okay. I don't know. I haven't seen it. I've not anyway. seen it. I'm not going to look it up. Don't look it up. I don't know. I'm I guess because it it's been right a while. Now. I want to be scared. Like, they've cast Lilo, which she looks adorable. She Hold is like on. a six-year-old little girl. Lilo and Stitch live action is real. She's cute. She's she's a cute little girl. But the 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 things I've seen of Stitch, I'm like, I really hope that's not what Stitch looks like because I already have issues with how Flounder looks. <laughs> okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay, I do have a question about that. I've seen like yes. pictures. That's fake, right? Because, no, because when I bought the I bought the book today and I was like going through and I was like, wait, this looks scary too. Like, uh-huh. no, yeah, they look like that. What so, it looks like? So Bridget. Uh, there yes. was a there was a like a meme image, yeah, of Flounder, and it was supposedly debunked that that was what okay. He... No, but Philip, that's what he looks like in the book I just got. Okay, well, yeah, yeah. I'm just wondering, the, the debunk was the debunking inaccurate, and is that actually know. what he looks like I, from the meme? Because like, it, yeah, no, cause I, I thought it was fake. no. Like, I it had to like because there was this huge is like backlash. what I'm seeing. Is this? Yeah, Freaking that's what I saw, and that's what he looked like in my book. Thing. And I was like, I, "So that's I the real thing." I I hope not. No, because look at this. Hold on, let me see if uh-huh. I can pull it back up. Yeah, because I, I I've also seen I just people have it to issue. you, and I was like, guys, like Flounder's kind of scary in this book. Hmm. Yeah, like I've also seen people have issues with. Huh. Oh this wow, this is a new. This is the new okay. Little Mermaid book. That's scary. That doesn't look. Yeah, it's a little weird. Tell, excuse me. I've <laughs> I've also seen issue with Sebastian because I know that Sebastian like they're like he is a crab and they've always said he is a crab but in the first in the animated film he looks like a lobster he does not look like a crab he, and in, in the new in the live action yeah. he looks like a crab I've always like, called him a crab he he technically like, looks is like a, a lobster girl. this this says oh. This says Scuttle is an expert on all things human. It's okay. a dinglehopper, she tells Ariel. Okay. Uh, well, Scuttle That's is fine. definitely a 
at least had a dude minor character in the, in the yeah I and mean, scuttle's fine and scuttle looks like a bird which i'm like I'm yes just saying, a bird, they're just but... changing some things but yeah so moana live action though they want to do it with and i can't remember her name right now but the yeah. girl who did moana originally the in boy. the rock yeah and then the rock cool. as maui Love and i'm like that. I'm like, but I don't need a live action. No, we I just don't. literally got this movie. Scarlet was like three when it came out. How are you gonna do a live action Tomatoa? Well, here's <laughs> riddle me that. <laughs> riddle me that one. Yeah. Also, that movie's so new. Like, what? Can you not? Can we not like think of originals? But but the Rock actually did like a press thing. He did a a video or something I saw where he's actually now pushing this whole moana remake himself like he's the big it's muscle his fault because he wants to get paid I'll the rock likes money <laughs> Dwayne. so if, if he wants it to Dwayne happen johnson explain yourself and his credibility has taken a major hit lately with you know the whole shazam debacle and no our, the company um, announced on the fourth black adam i should say yeah they announced on the fourth that they're doing a live action remake of Moana. No, I know, but if The Rock wasn't so bullish about it, they probably, I don't know, weren't, wouldn't be as enthusiastic about doing a Moana at this yeah, time. Yeah, well, and like right now, The Rock is still like, you know, he's still like one of those actors that like whatever he is in, it's probably going to do well because people like The Rock and The Rock is The Rock and everything he is, he is in. Yeah, I mean, and so it's like, they're Black probably like Adam, banking though. on the fact that people like that. Yeah, he just... Was it he, Black Adam not good though? I heard it was not I, I thought it was okay, but it just didn't perform up to uh, expectations on the part of you know DC Warner Brothers. And now that whole uh, division is undergoing just a, a complete overhaul with... Um, Chris, uh, or wait, what's his name? Um, the the director of Guardians of the Galaxy, James Gunn. James you know, Gunn, he's, yeah. He's changing. He went in and scrapped everybody. Yeah, so it's just, it's all a fiasco. And now The Rock just needs something to do because he's not in the Fast and the Furious movies anymore. And so he's just cruising for a bruising <laughs> and Moana's latest victim. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I just wish they'd stop doing live actions. I, I'm still waiting for Aristocats to come yeah. okay. to fruition. I don't want it. I don't want a live action Aristocats. I, I would. I would watch that. No, 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 no. That's been I don't announced. Want yeah. it. I would watch. I don't it. want it. Excuse I, me, like, Mr. Walt Disney, if you're listening, I would watch that one. Don't do a live action, please. <laughs> like, it, I love we rewatch. No, I love Aristocats. Aristocats is one of my favorite, like no, all time problematic favorite. Disney. Though, oh well, they're not going to include the problematic stuff. You can't even watch it on the kid versions of Disney Plus. You, you have not? to go to the adult one. No, because it has themes. You can't watch Peter Pan. Is you it can't, you that cannot thing find that's like we it has a disclaimer at the beginning that's mm-hmm. like we didn't know this when we made yeah. this movie, and we're so sorry. I think Peter Pan, Pocahontas, um, Aristocats. Lady and the Tramp. There's a couple of them that you can only find on the Dumbo. adult. Dumbo. They did a live action of Dumbo, and I will. I refuse to watch that. I was like, I don't want to. They see did that. do a live action of Dumbo, didn't they? They did, and Lady and the Tramp. During COVID, it came Lady out. Lady and the Tramp was filmed in Savannah, and if you ever want to see places where it was filmed, my mom would love. Like my mom, like loves to like show people around the town and be like, Lady and the Tramp was filmed here. Weird. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Did you know that it was <laughs> no. in Savannah? 
Oh, yeah, you're my, supposed to be in like France. Yeah, you can go all around the town in Savannah. My mom will say it was here. They filmed right here. Okay. So all, all these things are kind of like designed to just fill the content block of streaming. You know, Disney Plus, which is a very kind of it, it was a risky proposition for Disney to do. Is it? It's a very expensive thing to run. You know, these big streaming platforms with these massive content libraries based on the subscription model, which you know, goodness knows how sustainable that will be long term. Um, and and so I think a lot of these uh, media conglomerates have become exceptionally risk averse in light of of the streaming problem. Um, I think that's kind of, you know, it's a crude justification, but I think it's the reality that, you know, they were so bullish on streaming that now they're bearish when it comes to taking risks on original content that is, you know, blockbuster worthy, you know, that's um, on, on original content that's at the scale of like a theatrical film when, um, they've got so much tied up in in other areas such as streaming so now the the, the projects that get the most uh investment for you know the theatrical runs are are now just going to be these huge you know massive franchise installments rather than um you know stuff that's that may be in a more traditional era of Hollywood, you know, they would buy a script, they would acquire, you know, just an original idea and, uh, and make that into a new franchise potentially. Yeah. Like a la, oh gosh. Um, I mean, Top Gun was such a huge movie last year, but that was a sequel, but it was, it was sort of different from the usual template lately. Um, I'm trying to think of like original films, that have you know avatar i guess a james cameron movie or this year we've got um from christopher nolan the um, uh, oppenheimer you know you know tenet inception so sometimes studios are more willing to take risks on major names rather than the franchises themselves uh, brands you know so it, yeah it's it's kind of rough with the way things are now it's just it, it's it's hard to look for things that that aren't immediately recognizable yeah and that's why well that's one of the reasons i'm looking forward to the elemental movie which i mean pixar i feel like they do a good job of having like new content people are still calling that out for being sort of rehashed though too <laughs> weirdly i mean because it, it resembles so many other things that deal it with looks like, like soul the art style i haven't seen that yeah the but the poster I saw at the movie theater, I was like, this looks like soul. Yeah. Well, it kinda, Obviously, it's not. It kind of reminds me, it, like, it reminds me of Inside Out almost, <laughs> but with elements and not emotions. Yeah, it's the Pixar formula of like, what if X had emotions? And then the, <laughs> what if the, everything had emotions? Yeah, the four elements. Like, that was something we saw. I in, love it. Stop. In, <laughs> was, was that in uh, Raya so that frozen. had to take on? Well, fro oh, frozen. frozen, frozen, yeah, food. you had wind Which, and fire. I mean, and, and of course, it's a kale. prime, it's a traditional kind of primeval concept um, based on tradition. But you know, Avatar: Last Airbender was is the same four elements: water, mm -hmm. fire, air. Yeah, 
No. We're actually rewatching that currently. Oh, no. I'm always I'm always rewatching that. Well, we, we I, know, I can't it. escape it. We watched it to introduce it to Scarlett a couple of years ago, but now she's watching it again on her own. And I'm like, what do you think? Please tell me. <laughs> I didn't finish. We rewatched Cora, but I didn't yeah, finish it because I got Korra. bored. I yeah, I got bored. Has it on like DVD? Like I can't. It's escape. on Netflix. I can, no, I know. <laughs> You're like I know where it is. <laughs> I know. I can't escape it. He love it. Well, and I, I feel like I feel like Avatar is having kind of like a pop culture resurgence too, because I keep seeing stuff like at the mall. Yeah, like, like people are into the merch. Yeah, oh, that's that's fun. Yeah, they're having like a resurgence. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Box lunch had it. Also, Hello Kitty stuff. All the Sanrio stuff is having Hello a big Kitty resurgence. Never went out of style, honey. No, nah, but it come it comes in waves. Like it's everywhere now like it's, hot topic it's back box yeah. left is back because like okay. scarlet does not know hello kitty and she was like oh my gosh it's my melody and i'm like what do you know about my melody what do your you know melody about is this? not this one yeah <laughs> what <laughs> she's like i love my melody i love karomi oh, i love this oh do you know who the penguin is i'm like girl there was a hello kitty store mm. when i was a child i lived in that store Okay. I like yeah, <laughs> seeing some of these legacy franchises kind of flaring up in popularity. I, I'm excited to see like what's the next thing that's going to see uh, Kate Bush esque, you know, revival <laughs> like the um, you know, running up that hill, like a, Stranger a, Things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I want I, another. I, mean, I, I could see of that. Sailor Moon. I could see Sailor Moon having a resurgence. That never went away. Yeah, but it, it has yeah. a resurgence. I, I think mm -hmm. like. Like, I think Scarlett has watched Crystal, Sailor Moon, Crystal on uh, Netflix. But, like, I have, I keep seeing more and more stuff, like, in mainstream areas. And I'm like, ooh, are we going to have a, are we going to have a Sailor Moon resurgence? Because I'm here for it. Mm -hmm. Here for it. Well, um, uh, I guess uh, I, I was going to go into my little waifu wish list corner with, <laughs> uh, with Peach. Because, uh, I haven't seen many Illumination films, but, you know, not a single of their uh, characters to me has approached anything resembling, uh, you know, dateable <laughs> person. Oh, I know. She was so cute. I was like, I'm I, so glad that they like stuck cute. to the way they look. Feel very, so cute. very Illumination-esque in the weird proportions. Um, and I, I guess similarly proportioned to like the, the games. And I always thought her character model looked goofy in like the Super Smash Brothers video games and stuff compared to like Zelda, who's like, you know, just a drop dead hottie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I guess, <laughs> yeah, goddess. standing next to Zelda. Yeah, it's hard to compare. But no, she she I mean, as far as uh, eye candy in, in the, the Super Mario Brothers movie or any Illumination film you know, stands out head and shoulders. So I, I uh, sympathize with the Bowser on that level. Not too hard to sympathize with Bowser because he was I know. Yeah. Well, he was so fun. It's like every five seconds he'd be like, oh, I'm having this really cute moment. Anger. <laughs> I'm having this cute moment. Anger. And I was like, yes, I, I, I like you. You're my favorite. I, honestly, they said Jack Black was being Bowser, and I was like, "This is probably the best casting they've ever done in a in a kids movie ever." <laughs> yeah. So, all right, my my little perviness uh, out of the way. <laughs> no, uh, illumination. Yeah, they, their characters. I, I I feel like they they look kind of like Russian nesting dolls, and just how rotund a lot of their 
characters. I mean, the, the minions, of course, are just these little donut things. And then um, the, the background characters in in Frozen, of all things, I noticed they look kind of like, you know, the, the background characters in like a Illumination Dr. Seuss movie or something. They, they're similarly weird, rotund and generic looking, <laughs> which yeah. is kind of, uh, you know, interesting because it's the, that's Disney and they've got kind of their own aesthetic. But uh, all these things kind of blend together. I'm sure a lot of the people who work at Illumination, you know, have worked on Disney and and well, all... they're always like very round and they always have like very over exaggerated features, like the really big noses, the big round noses that they all have. Mm -hmm. That's like such a Disney aesthetic, but also it's kind of the same thing with like illumination because it's like everyone, they're all the women are stat. <laughs> they all have like they're shaped like they ants. The, they have the, this huge hips and butts. The dumb trunk ass. <laughs> yeah. And they have these huge heads. <laughs> And well, and unless you think of like uh, Gru's girlfriend, which I can't remember her name right now, uh, she has like the really okay. like exaggerated pointy nose. Yes, he has a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. I, I oh, no, he's actually married. He has a wife. Sorry, he, they're spoiler, married. Spoiler! Spoiler! <laughs> I pulled up the voice of Vector, the orange jumpsuit guy. It's from, Jason Siegel. Yeah, Jason I figured Siegel. it out. I figured it out, but I was like, I don't want to yell it out because we haven't talked about this in a hot minute. I want to. So. I want to dress like him. And then oh. Russell Brand was Dr. Nefario. Yeah. What? Yeah, he's the old uh, scientist dude. I forget about him sometimes. You should. Yeah, <laughs> he's real. He's real weird. He still gets work, <laughs> to be honest. It's just despicable me, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at the directors of uh, Super Mario Brothers movie. Um, I guess uh, this is almost like a, a de debut for there are four credited directors, two lead directors, Aaron Horvath and Michael Jelinek. Um, and I think Aaron Horvath was a lead director on the Teen Titans Go movie. Teen Titans I hated Go Teen Titans Go. Oh, I hated that's... it more than anything I've ever hated in my life, except for Ben Penn. Okay. His only other feature. I, I never saw it. I hated Ben 10. Did you, are you talking about the show or are you talking about the movie? Because I didn't well, watch the movie, okay, but I did he, watch the show. He directed five episodes. Is this show different than the movie? It's Teen Titans Go. It all sucks. Uh, Aaron Horvath directed five episodes of the show Teen Titans Go and it was bad. the movie. Awful. Awful. Hmm. It, I, made, I just, it made me physically upset when I would when I had cable and that show was on, I hated so it. It's a broad comedy. Um, and, and of course it's a spinoff of teen Titans, which is more in the vein of like uh, Batman, the animated series or avatar, the last airbender, more serious kind of moody, mm -hmm. broody teenage. That's characters. what I grew up with. You know, the they, they have, they're always thinking about death, but have to avoid saying it. Cause it's probably a TV Y seven rating that they're having to dance around. So, you know, that that I, there's something about the way like they have to be so implicit about things that that almost adds to like the sexiness of some of like the shipping in in like avatar i mean i never watched teen titans but i imagine like the the shipping amongst the main cast was just off the charts the original teen titans was good oh, yeah robin and i liked the original who are the who are the characters in teen titans is, well uh, it's always uh raven and beast raven. who get shipped oh. starfire and robin get uh shipped and then there's cyborg who's just like i don't know eating pizza hanging out <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
All right. Well, yeah, we, I mean, we've been uh, on this for a little while. So uh, I think uh, we'll pick this back up, you know, next time, I guess, on the thought. Yeah, especially the, if we need we need a thought chat, to be if, honest. Well, yeah, we'll probably thought do chat. like a thought or or Marcel. I just watched that. So oh, it'd be good God, to get to I that. To watch it again. Um, yeah, have you, you've seen the YouTube shorts, I'm assuming. I actually haven't. So, I mean, I don't know. It's Really? I'll, I'll brush up on. That's how I started. That's where it began. Yeah. So well, you of have course. To watch it tonight. It's like a six-minute video. Like, my name is Marcel, and I'm partially a shell, as you can see from my body, and I have shoes, and I like that about myself. Yeah, I didn't realize <laughs> the movie was a mockumentary, so it's it's like capitalizing on the success of the the previous youtube shorts i'm guessing or how, how was there just one youtube short i think there was two i think there's more than one okay but i yeah. like the first one like that was like the iconic one like that was like the one like i'm starting soda because the bubbles will carry me to the ceiling <laughs> it was a very impressive i mean it it I mean, I can only handle so much Jenny Slate. She, she's it's a very understated performance. So it's not it it only got to sort of the edge of grading for me as a voice. But if she were going full volume, Jenny Slate, I would have been. Uh, what? Totally I it. loved it. it. It was fine. I, it was cute. I talked like that. <laughs> you <laughs> Actually, for our Marcel the Shell episode, I'll be taking the role of Marcel. There you go. I, yeah, so it was very did impressive. Jenny Slate, yeah. Did she do the voice of Marcel in the YouTube short? Don't ask me. Ask Philip. Do we I know? know. I, don't Is the, I mean, does the voice sound the same? I for enjoyment, not for, not for homework. Does it sound identical, Alex? Yeah, to me it does. Okay, so I it's, don't know. It's I'm, probably I'm her. Right. Oh, it's no. Probably. Okay, it was. Yeah, it was released in 2010. It was created and voiced by Jenny Slate. Okay. Yep, okay. it was her. I wondered. I was like, is she the original or did they pick her up? Yeah, fine. But I guess she was original. That was before she was famous. That's when she was doing Parks and Rec. The fact that there are all these little characters that are just assembled out of little um, you know, household items, I it reminds me of a, a line that got a belly laugh out of me at the recent Dungeons and Dragons movie. Uh, where one of the characters, uh, Justice Smith, plays this mage, and he's like a con artist. So while he's performing on stage, he's got this spell, this um, enchantment that's going around and like magnetically attracting people's like uh, trinkets and treasure, you know, stealing their walls and such. And uh, and then he gets caught, and then one of the audience members sees the little pile of uh, of junk and. He's like, hey, he's stealing all bits and bobs. <laughs> just the, the delivery on that was great. Uh, so it just I reminds me of yeah, all the little I Marcel, the really shells good. and stuff that, that Justice was stealing from the audience. <laughs> uh, anyway, oh, yeah, Dungeons mm -hmm. and Dragons is great. I mean, we should do an episode on it, but no. It's, oh, uh, I want to see it. I was curious. I like I heard that they were doing a movie and I was like, hmm. But I've heard it's been really good. So I'm like, okay, I guess I will watch it. I wasn't sure. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I trust it. Yeah. But it's gotten good reception. So I'll probably watch it. Yeah, it's fun. Um, Pickpocket and Chim. Oh, oh, do you guys know who Quest Love is? I, yeah, he's a singer, right? He's a from, music, yeah, musician. he's from Roots. He has like a move or he did, so he did something with the show, with, with a show, didn't he recently? Oh, I don't know. He made music uh, for something or was in something. Oh, 
Yeah, so he he's part of uh, the Roots, and they used to play on Jimmy Kimmel's show. And they yeah, might that, still play. Oh, that's what I okay. I think that's yeah. What they still. Play. I was like, he yeah. like used to make music on a show, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's part of the Roots, and they play the music on Jimmy Kimmel's show. However, why I was bringing him up, so, he apparently I, I is think the it, one. It, Fallon, sorry, I hate to correct you, but oh, not Kimmel. I'm sorry. Yeah, Fallon. You know, one <laughs> I of the can't, I can't keep track yeah, of that. One of the Jimmy, you know, yeah. one of those late night Jimmy fellows. Um, <laughs> that one. Uh, apparently, he is the one who is slated to direct the live action Aristocats. <laughs> Just FYI, what? I was like, okay, why are we like? Let's let like let's let it happen, y'all. Yeah. Uh, apparently, it is happening. I'm, as right. long as they don't give it the Lion King treatment and the cats. Have expressions. I didn't watch it. In, well, um, <laughs> that, that's one that I'm sure anyone basically is fine with because it's not nearly as like lauded, uh, you know, an icon as a film as as a lot of the other classic Disney animated yeah, films. Like I mean, there are people need, who love they it. They need but... to emote. They need to emote because the Lion King, that was the thing that was missing with the live action Lion King to me was that there was no emotion. And I'm like, how am I supposed to know what's happening here? Because they have no facial expression. So I'm like, if they're going to do Aristocats live action, at least have them like have some kind of like, they're, they're, they're not full cats. And we know that like they're, their they're faces gonna have need to, to move. Yeah. They're going to have to do something creative with it because when they dance and sing. Yeah. Like, based on like name recognition alone, I don't know if Aristocats is enough to attract people. Yeah. yeah, it has to be. It has to be interesting, because and they're going to cut out certain things, so you have to. It has to be more interesting than the Lion King was to me. Um, the uh, of course, there's Peter Pan and Wendy coming out soon ish. Are I they think. doing a live action of that? No, it's uh, yeah, yeah, live live action. Peter Pan and Wendy. It's it's uh, a David. In charge of this? Um, David. <laughs> Uh, David Lowry, <laughs> Peter Pan, who did um, The Green Knight and um, Pete's Dragon. This is the director of I like what? Dragon. They're doing another. I did not know that okay. they are doing all of these movies over. Okay, it's very interesting. Peter Pan and Wendy released April 28th. So that's that's coming right out. Soon. This month? Yeah. I haven't seen where, anything about this. The, yeah. Is this like going straight to streaming or something? The, the trailer How's... is, yeah, it's on YouTube. Oh, straight yeah. To Disney no, Plus. there's a trailer. I have not seen any of this. Why are they not like, it's the same thing with the, what they do with Strange World. Why are they not promoting this stuff? Because I didn't even hear about Strange World until you were like, hey, we're going to do it on the podcast and i was like i don't know what this is i haven't seen any trailers i haven't seen anything about it yeah well if they whatever. want me to watch it they better get it together okay <laughs> we, we've been all over the place i mean uh appreciate it sticking with us on <laughs> uh our super mario brothers episode we just kind of like to chat thought chat um but the uh yeah, multitudes of uh, of catch up that we like to do when we get the opportunity to to reconvene here on the Thogcast, you know, lends itself to some of these wild and exciting topics. Um, but yeah, I think we'll we'll wrap things up here. Um, you know, I don't know this. Uh, probably not a whole lot left to discuss related to Super Mario Brothers that uh, needs to be. Uh, Oh, his favorite outfit, my favorite outfit of his was when he was the cat. Oh, yeah, that was yeah. <laughs> the cat power. 
a good little action. <laughs> he also action did the Tanuki. Sequence. The Tanuki. That was always yeah. my favorite, like, power up in the game. I don't ever think I've been a cat as Mario. That must be um, a game that I haven't played. Like the, that was in, like, the newer ones. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, to tie it into, like, the ultimate, like, brand synergy here. Uh, the mo- moment at the, the finale of the film, they you know, are uh, Mario and Luigi kind of get blasted into the superstar and acquire the star power um uh-huh. that the music that kicks in and you know it's it's great there's all these nods to like the classic musical themes that that play during the games and so it's you know the da, 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 in an in like an orchestral that was form. beautiful yeah um to, to koji Ta- Ka- no koji kondo i think is the uh composer of those original themes but um the it reminded me a little bit of like the uh, instrumentation for the phantasmic theme. So I was thinking like, oh, I bet Disney inevitably is going to do like their version of the Super Mario Brothers movie with like a standalone, you know, Mickey Mouse film. That's that's got to be. Oh, wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. Mario Mouse. (laughs) <laughs> they can maybe incorporate the fa- i love the phantasmic score you know the, da, 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 da. So the, the mickey bros yeah the mickey um bros. <laughs> well that's like <laughs> well that's Again. like uh luigi when luigi's phone goes off it's the um the ringtone is the startup sound from the gamecube okay wow oh dude yeah they had they had so many knots so many knots yeah. And yeah, the the it literally starts off with like the eight bit music, uh, mm-hmm. da, 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 da. and that's it's this commercial. That they, I thought that mm-hmm. was clever. Um, I know, and I love that they were like super uh, over, like they had their original voices, and it's like, like it's it's a me, a Mario, and I was like, yes, this is the, what I'm here for. <laughs> the, these, uh, yeah, entrepreneurial plumbers, you know, do they spent their life savings on a commercial as they're opening up their business and uh, yeah, doing these arch Italian accents in the commercial and they got the Super Mario Brothers music as the background. So pretty, pretty good. Uh, that was that was creative. Uh, um, any final thoughts? Uh, start with you, Bridget. Um, I guess final thoughts is it was a really good movie. I liked it. It's kid approved, adult approved. Um, mm. Yeah. And I, I'm really interested to see where they go with this because I, I am sure there will be more. Um, Alex. Um, agree, yes, I agree with Bridget. I definitely do think or at least hope that we will have more because I did really like this. I loved Peach's role in this. I was so pleasantly surprised that she was you know not the damsel in distress but yet like like the like the main character she wasn't the main character obviously like mario was but like she wasn't like waiting around to be saved like she was the one like making things happen that was my favorite part of the whole entire movie um except for i love bowser singing and i like the movie i would recommend it to my friends who like mario i would see uh, more movies from this franchise the end all right. Well, time for the end of our episode on Super Mario Brothers, and uh, it was it was super fun. So thank you uh, so much, Alex and Bridget. Um, yeah, that totally uh, epic time here. Just to hash out, you know, all the all the great stuff surrounding this film, and kind of the 
the context of you know what it means to be a, a major franchise in 2023 where um you know all of a sudden you know super mario brothers you know nintendo they they unveil they uh <laughs> they roll out the red carpet for their um franchises now to be made into films and naturally they're just doing boffle box office like this this film set yeah, you mentioned the box office earlier, but uh, it broke Frozen 2's worldwide opening record for animated films. So, <laughs> boo-hoo. Um, but yeah, I, I always figured this might be like the most successful box office film of 2023, just because um, it's something everyone recognizes. Uh, and and I'll, it seems like everyone's going out to see it. So, And I've seen it twice, so <laughs> I've contributed to that. Um, yes, thank so thank you, uh, Bridget and Alex. Quick, uh, Bridget, do you want to share any social media? Uh, sure, you can find me on Instagram at Bridget, that's Bridge with a T, 5246. Uh, Alex? You can find me in the description of the uh, um, episode when Philip posts it. Sure, uh, <laughs> find Thoughtcast, thoughtcast.com, um, streaming all kinds of, uh, wherever you can find podcast essentially and then um at thoughtcast twitter and instagram we got profiles at philip elke um twitter and instagram and uh oh well uh <laughs> illumination entertainment uh good on them for for what i thought was a fairly enjoyable film and um we all had a had a great time. Who was who was the most enthusiastic about this? Was it was it you, Alex? Probably. Yep. Always. Yeah. Well, uh, and, and you know, there's some naysayers behind you know what could sometimes be interpreted as as just sort of a straight down the middle, generic sort of story, um, and and sort of brand exer branding exercise, you know, that's being thrown out by a lot of critics, unfortunately, but. And I, and I kind of understand where they're coming from, but to me, this this did a fine job of introducing us to the cinematic world of this, the Mario Brothers. So I'm I'm interested to see more, and I think there's a lot of potential here for uh, for more stories to be told. All right, um, thank you so much for listening to the Thoughtcast conversations about animation. I've been Philip Elke for Alex and Bridget. Uh, Everyone here, you all have a magical day. Have a wonderful week. Warm hugs. <laughs> <laughs>